Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. That is our cue, and good evening, race fans, and welcome to another edition of Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life, and you'll hear more about them a little later on in the program. Jacob Seelman joined at the roundtable tonight, as usual, by Tom Baker, as well as the uh, errant Peter Strada, who is back with us after a week off, so he is well-rested and ready to go, and Peter, I, I imagine you have to be well-rested, Peter, because you're on spring break, so there's that, too. That's right, and we saw some amazing racing over the weekend that I'm more than excited to talk about, so it should be a fun show ahead. We're looking forward to that and uh, talking all things racing. Uh, certainly want to acknowledge that there is an empty seat at the round table tonight. Uh, Noah Lewis is off, and uh, under those circumstances, bef- uh, normally we would bring Seth Eggert in from kicking the tires, but uh, Seth also off tonight. His, uh, his mom is undergoing some health challenges, and uh, certainly all of us here at Motorsports Madness keeping uh, the entire Eggert family in our prayers. Tom, Seth is uh, such an important part of this show, and certainly his mom's passion for tour modified racing and all that that entails from when they lived up in New Jersey when Seth was a kid has shown through so many times on this show and uh, definitely our our hearts hurt that he's not here but uh he wanted us to do this show and that's exactly what we're going to do well i have nothing more to add to that i think you said that perfectly except seth we're thinking about you we're praying for you and your mom and uh we are looking forward to doing this show tonight for you buddy and uh we'll look forward to having you back with us again here uh in the near future That we will, and uh, certainly tonight's show going to be a busy show. Uh, Tom had a chance to catch up with NASCAR Xfinity Series regular and playoff contender Brandon Brown, and Brandon, uh, I know, had a lot to say. We'll chat with him uh, during the course of the show or uh, relay Tom's chat with Brandon Brown during the course of this show. We'll also catch up on NASCAR Cup Series news and notes from the week and look ahead to a doubleheader race weekend at Arizona's Phoenix Raceway this weekend. Before we do that, we do have a little business to take care of quickly, so we'll dig right into the madness coming up in just a couple of minutes, so don't go anywhere back after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, alongside Tom Baker and Peter Strada at the round table tonight. Of course, thinking of Seth Eggert and uh, him not being with us this evening, and of course Noah Lewis also off tonight. Uh, Peter, he's out enjoying his spring break somewhere else that is not here, correct? That's right. He's at home with family in Virginia, and he sends his regards. He'll be back for both shows next week. <laughs> I guess we I guess we can cut him a break, Tom. At least he's enjoying the nice weather that we've had all week. Good grief. I Like, a, a week ago, I thought it was still winter, and all of a sudden today it was almost 70 here in the greater Charlotte area, and I'm looking like, did we transition to summer and totally miss spring all of a sudden? I could get used to this. Anyway... We're going to rock and roll right into motorsports conversation, and I'll start with Peter just because, well, it's my show and I can. Uh, Thinking back to last weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, turning point early NASCAR Cup Series action, and we get a fourth different winner in four races. However, the shocker, hello, Kyle Larson. Welcome to Victory Lane for Hendrick Motorsports. I believed he would win. Did you believe he would win this quickly? I'm not sure if I thought he'd win this quickly. I thought his first great shot at that first victory with Hendrick would be Homestead Miami Speedway. We saw him put together a great top five run there. Really, he's been a contender in every race so far this season. But I did not see him pulling off the redemptive win on the mile and a half at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I thought after Homestead, his next great shot would be the Bristol Dirt Race. But it's great to see the five in that paint scheme back in victory lane. And 
we could go on for an hour or more on how big Larson winning is just an all around feel good story. I'd say so, Tom. I mean, it's one of those where, of course, the redemption arc is always an important story. But boy, uh, I made this comment to somebody yesterday afternoon, actually, that if there were sponsors that were taking a wait and see approach on Kyle Larson this season, having a win like this may it may make it for a case where now some of these sponsors who were going to wait might not have a choice or else they're going to miss the bullet train. Well, yeah, I think I'm back out of parentheses now. So, yeah, it's first come, first serve at this point. Uh, I think over at the five team, um, there's probably a line of sponsors waiting to jump on now that uh, he's come back and won. And, you know, honestly, there should be because um, at this point, you always look for the hot hand and the hot story. And, you know, I think we can forget about what happened last year. It's over. It's done with Kyle has made uh, amends and made peace with it. And now he may be, especially if he goes out and wins again, anytime soon, uh, he may be the hot property in the cup series. And if, you know, if you're looking to sponsor somebody to get the most exposure, there's the guy, but it ain't going to be cheap. No, it's not, especially when you consider that's a Hendrick Motorsports now playoff-bound ride that people are uh, looking to step up and, and hopefully sponsor here down the road for the 2021 season now. That being said, the next big storyline, of course, Peter, is that we've had four different winners in the first four races, and with the drivers that have yet to win, honestly, I see no sign of that slowing down this weekend. I know we had this conversation a week or so ago after William Byron's win, but boy, with Larson winning and taking up that fourth spot in four weeks, this playoff bubble is going to tighten considerably and quickly at this rate. It certainly will. I mean... Think of the guys who won. Yeah, McDowell was a bit of an upset. Bell, I think we all thought he would have won, but he would have been fringe playoffs around that bubble. Same with Byron and Larson. We would have expected to be top 16 in points, if not getting a win or two in the regular season. So I feel like the best season ever, as Fox is calling it, is taking the playoffs and blowing it up with the sick and dynamite. It'll be definitely... Great to see how that bubble battle shifts and really if we can get more than 16 winners throughout this regular season. It's never happened before in the win and you're in playoff era, Tom, but at the rate we're going, I, I said last week that I thought this was the best chance we've ever had to get to 16. Oh man, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. And if you're those drivers that haven't won, somebody like Eric Almarola, Cole Custer, some of the, you know, that category of drivers who normally relies on points to get in or you would think is going to rely on points to get in, they've got to be sweating bullets already, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I I would say that, but you know, I, I still don't want to get too caught up in the 16 different winners only because, I mean, if you think about it realistically, this has been a very unusual start to the season, but I still think there's going to be a couple of guys that are going to start to develop a hot hand, which Kyle Larson may well be one of them, to be honest. Um, but I think you're going to see some guys get a hot hand, and I'm not sure you're quite going to get to 16, but I can see us getting to... 
10 or 11 for sure. And, you know, even at that point, uh, Peter, it makes it awfully difficult if you start thinking about only four or five drivers or maybe six drivers making it in on uh, on points. You know, it's really going to shake things up. Things will definitely be shooken up. And I just think back to 2014, where I think we had eight or nine different winners in the first eight or nine races. So I think we're off to a very 2014-esque season so far, where I think that year only two or three made the playoffs on points, not through winning. So come week 26, it'll be interesting to see how many of those 16 elite spots are taken up by points and by non-winners. At this point, I have to think it may only be one or two spots. If I remember right, gentlemen, the uh, record for different winners during the regular season in the playoff era where wins advance you is 13, if I remember correctly. That's the most we've had. I could see getting potentially to 14 or 15, and I know uh, Seth was actually the one that made the point a week ago that if the regular season champion was winless, that they would advance and bump a winner if we got to 16. But let's be realistic, Tom. I don't believe the regular season champion, whoever that is, is going to go winless, especially when you consider right now that the top two in points are Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson. Well, see, I agree with that. I, I really don't think there's much of a chance of that. I mean, just with the winners we've seen, I think every single one of them, honestly, it is very realistic to think that they all could get at least one more win. Um, and so I and again, drivers like Kevin Harvick and some of the other guys like that that we haven't spent a lot of time talking about contending for wins necessarily they're still consistent and again i think some of these guys are just going to get warmer as the season goes on so um you know i don't know this again it's it's a different kind of year uh jacob because we've got more road courses than ever we've got the dirt race thrown in there and a lot of it's happening in the first part of the season um, so I think that's one of the reasons we're seeing this unusual start is just because, you know, we've had some unusual race situations. And um, and I think, again, the Bristol dirt race is potentially, you know, the opportunity to shake things up again. So um, I think it's going to be the second half of the year before we can really start looking and seeing who's going to uh end up where and how many winners we're going to have because of the change in the schedule and the fact that we're not practicing. You know, this has just been a very different kind of start to the season than what NASCAR's had in a good while. Peter, you got about 30 seconds if there's anything to add to it. It'll just be very interesting to see, I mean, who can break that glass ceiling and get their first career win. I know we're all thinking Matt's Benedetto is the next guy, but can a Tyler Reddick, can any of these other guys break through and get that first win and really put this whole playoffs on its head. And I, I'm convinced that guys like Chris Busher and Ryan Newman could have shots at wins before this regular season's up. So the list of winners potentially is wide open. And I mean, heck, Bubba Wallace could even win his way into the playoffs. We just don't know. We don't know, and that's what's going to make it so much fun, isn't it? Uh, Fo Dear Fox, best season ever is certainly living up to expectations, at least in my eyes to this point. With that, we're going to take another break, step aside. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, right around the turn. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in your car instructional sessions from a professional instructor have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, around the roundtable, continuing to talk racing. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't go ahead and give the shout-out now while it's fresh on my mind, because a little birdie told me that our good friend Seth Eggert is, in fact, tuning in to tonight's show from home. So, Seth, again, we're thinking about you. We love you. And, uh... 
if, if you feel like chiming in on Twitter, you know we're always open for that too. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely, this show continuing on. And uh, gentlemen, I continue to chat uh, NASCAR Cup Series racing. I feel like we've got a a good thing going there for a couple of minutes. And I, I'm curious, Peter, what stood out to you about Sunday's race because to me I it wasn't the best 550 package race I've ever seen but I'll tell you what it was certainly a lot better than some of them I've seen and I was very much entertained until Kyle Larson kind of hit the button in the final stage and said yeah no I'm grabbing this one by the horns bye Yeah, for the final stage, once he had the tire advantage, I think it was game over for the rest of the field. But for stage one, I mean, oh my gosh, there were three by three wide for the lead for multiple laps. It looked like, honestly, a disadvantage to be out front. I felt like I was watching a Daytona or Talladega race from 15 or 20 years ago with how much lead and other positions were swapping back and forth. It was just a really, really fun stage one, and I think... Jeff Gluck said this. I think this is the best stage one on an intermediate track in this package to date. Wow. That, now that is big words. Tom, you have not necessarily been a proponent for this package from the very beginning. Were you not entertained on Sunday afternoon during stage one? I was, and I'm trying to figure out what happened the last two stages. It wasn't that... The race just turned into a dud, but uh, stage one was by far the most exciting part of that, Um, and I'm not really sure what to attribute it to. I'm not a fan of this package, but it certainly did work well at Vegas. I guess we'll see what happens as we get a little further down the road here, but it it may be that there just may be more cars, Jacob, that are uh, kind of catching up to the field, so to speak, that makes the racing better, but... um, you know, I've never thought that the uh, the, the mile-and-a-half package was very good, uh, you know, the last couple of years. But, you know, again, I can't argue with that. That was some of the best racing I've seen in a while uh, in stage one of that race. I, I agree. I was, I was thoroughly enjoying uh, what we were seeing, and Peter made the point. They were three wide for the race lead for almost three straight laps at one point during that race, and I don't think I took a full breath at any point during that three-wide battle, and I know Larson was in the middle of it, literally, for a good portion of that. So uh, props to the guys that put on the show, and uh, it's going to be interesting. We can talk about this a little later in the show, but uh, I, I, I don't think it'll be quite that exciting this weekend at Phoenix, but I'm optimistic for another good show because, obviously, we've got... Uh, Bigger motor and uh, a little bit less downforce, so hopefully guys can move around and and find some lanes, all that good stuff that you hope for on a one-mile racetrack like Phoenix Raceway. That being said, leaving Las Vegas, Tom, I'll go to you first this time. If If you're uncovering the flashing big red button on the desk in front of you and telling a driver to slam their hand down on it, let's panic four races in, who are you worried about and why? Oh, boy. Um, I think there's about four or five I could choose here, but uh, I guess I will go with uh, Matt Benedetto, and it's not because of anything that Matt's done. 
but he has just been overdrawn at the luck bank here. And Vegas was supposed to be his race. Now he didn't run poorly by any means. Um, definitely had the speed, but you know, it, there's only going to be so much opportunity here and his clock's ticking every race that goes by that he doesn't win and, you know, start running with some consistent podiums. Jacob is just one day closer to the day that Austin Sindrick comes up and takes the chair away from him. So I, I mean, I, I'm going to say Matt DiBenedetto um, because I think Matt needs to prove he can win and prove he can run and get some consistent top five finishes going here. Uh, because he's auditioning for next year all season long. All right, Peter, who are you hitting the button for? I'd hit the panic button for Eric Almirola, but more broadly all of Stuart Haas racing, because there were times I didn't realize that Stuart Haas car was in the field on Sunday, and especially Almirola. I feel like Harvick kind of carried that team with a 20th place result, but Almirola, he has just not had results at all this year. He, of course, had the blown tire that brought out the one caution on Sunday, I think he resulted in a last place finish, but he's someone who we usually see point their way into the playoffs. And with such lackluster results this year, I'm not confident in him putting to, putting together enough of a consistent run to make that playoff run that we've seen the 10 team make in recent years. I am thinking the same way you are, Peter. I'm just going with a different driver. My panic button driver is Cole Custer because I don't believe, uh, much like Almirola, uh, I don't believe Cole Custer is going to be able to put that 41 team in position to make the playoff on points. I think he's going to need a win like he had last year, and I just don't see where he's going to get it from right now, to be completely honest. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm very nervous about... As you said, all of Stuart Haas. Tom, I just totally scratched my head. Like, watching Kevin Harvick get lapped at not only a mile-and-a-half track, but one of his better mile-and-a-half tracks, I, 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 my jaw dropped on Sunday afternoon. It was like, are, are you sure this is the same Kevin Harvick that won nine times last year and he didn't randomly get replaced by aliens? I, 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 I was taken aback. I've never seen that organization be that bad collectively across the board ever, I don't think. See, I think this just may be a little bit, how did Bugs Bunny say it, a little bit of strategy? I mean, they, they won nine times last year, missed the playoffs by a point, so maybe they're trying to not win until late in the regular season and go into, go into the playoffs on a big run and uh, peak at, right at about the time that they go back to Phoenix for the championship. Who knows? Fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you, I'll give you that point. That's a, that's a very valid point. Uh, let's shift gears for a couple minutes uh, before we uh, dig into uh, the interview, Tom, that you had with Brandon Brown in the next segment and talk a little bit of NASCAR Xfinity Series action. And we'll come back to the Cup Series, of course, in the second half of our show. But looking at the Xfinity Series picture, um, knowing that we have Daniel Hemrick on the pole going into this weekend and, and that he has been potent, but also knowing that Daniel has yet to break into victory lane. I mean, what, what are you seeing out of this Xfinity series through the first four weeks of the season? Well, I mean, honestly, for me, I think that, uh, I think we're seeing about as much parody as we're seeing in the cup series. Um, you know, if you look at the guys that are starting to run well in the Xfinity series, I mean, we did talk about Brandon Brown and Brandon isn't, 
I don't think Brandon's quite there yet to be running for wins uh, every year but or every week, but um, I do think that they're on the verge of being a top five to top ten team uh, with just a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I, I just think this – this Xfinity series, you look at Ty Dillon, who has kind of, um, you know, he's put himself into an interesting position. I think he's tried a little too hard um, with his opportunity in the 54, but he's a guy who's with a dirt background who could come back in a couple of weeks at, at, at Bristol on the dirt and go win the thing. Um, you know, I think he certainly is going to be tough. I think Ty Gibbs has shown he can run well in that car. You got Hemrick running better now. You can't count out Sindrick. You got Jones, all the junior cars. You know, this is a series that Peter has been fun to watch now for the last couple of years. And I think it's even more competitive right now in 2021 with more cars capable of running top five to top ten than we've ever seen, and drivers like Myatt Snyder already jumping up and proving that they can win and get in the playoffs. I think this series is about as off the wall right now as the Cup Series. Absolutely. The list of teams and drivers who can win on any given Saturday in the Xfinity Series is quite lengthy, and I think a ton of spots in this series playoffs will be taken up by winners and I think A.J. Allmendinger is far from done winning, given how many road courses there are in the regular season. It's just so much fun to see Allmendinger win, see that whole colleague crew celebrate, especially at Vegas. I can only imagine what the post-race celebration was like out in Sin City. But, Jacob, I want to steal your line from what you said to me post-race on Saturday. What does Daniel Hemrick have to do to w finally win a race? I mean, he was so close on Saturday. He had it up until the final restart, and just my heart was just broken for him, but I couldn't be that mad to give that A.J. Allmendinger won. I mean, no one's upset when A.J. Allmendinger wins a race. That is correct. Least of all, A.J. Allmendinger. <laughs> and I, I, I just, eight times Daniel Hemrick has finished second, and to me, it was hard not to be, it, it was hard not to be happy for one or both of them because really that battle for the win came down to the two nicest guys in the Xfinity series, in A.J. Allmendinger and Daniel Hemrick. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any two uh, nicer nice guys in the sport, if you will, than those two gentlemen, and both of them have uh, scratched and clawed and paid their dues many times over to get where they're at. So I do hope to see a win, not uh, you know, not only for Daniel, but I, I think it would be fun to see a couple more wins out of A.J. Allmendinger this year, and really because Colleg Racing, I think, is uh, reaching a, a period where they're poised to break out in a big way. So all things to monitor, and uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, when we come back, from this break we will hear from brandon brown tom baker got a chance to sit down with him and that interview is coming at you in just a couple of minutes don't go anywhere when do you think of a plumber like most people even if it's an emergency you can be confident about who will arrive to help you for quality and reliability count on someone you can trust call on the plumbing services of Hague quality water of maryland plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency we handle all kinds of preventative maintenance too Hague quality water of maryland is family owned here in annapolis since 1993 for a refreshing choice call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, 
tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by My Computer Career. Tom Baker with you, along with Jacob Seelman and Peter Strada. And joining us on the program now is our special guest for the evening NASCAR Xfinity Series racer, Brandon Brown. Brandon, 27 years old, from Woodbridge, Virginia. And uh, Brandon right now sitting in 10th in points with a couple of top 10s already to start the year. And one of our favorite favorite underdogs here on the madness uh good to finally be able to coordinate to get you on the show brandon and first of all let's talk about what uh is coming up for you uh this weekend at phoenix uh and the start that you've had to the season coming off such a great year last year starting out the way that you have your confidence has got to be at almost an all-time high this year feeling like you know we could get get in the playoffs and and potentially go out and get a win yeah no the confidence is definitely uh the highest it's ever been we i mean we just continue continually grow as a team and uh, equipment's getting a little better drivers getting a little better making uh, a lot less mistakes is the key and uh just i i mean i'm ecstatic before this year i kind of knew that this year was gonna be a lot harder to make the playoffs with how 
many new cars were coming in and how cars were getting stronger and uh some some teams added cars to their fleets so it's uh we thought you know this year is going to be a lot harder to do a repeat performance of getting in the playoffs but how we're starting out if we can if we can keep it going minus miami (laughs) and i think we have a good shot at getting in the playoffs and and maybe stealing a win away from some of those guys well, you, it's certainly been fun to, to watch your growth. And after four years in the trucks, and now this is, you know, year six of your uh, Xfinity career, uh, 90 starts in the Xfinity series so far for mm-hmm. you. Um, I think, you know, people probably don't stop to think that you've been around that long because it's really only been these last couple of years that the team is kind of elevated and, and the performance has gone way up. How do you, how are you able to do this? Um, you know, obviously being Virginia based, um, how are you able to do this and, and talk about how the team's evolution has taken place? What do you attribute that to other than just obviously experience and seat time for yourself? Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we've been around for a while, but I think it wasn't, it was kind of like a, we were there. It was kind of hush hush because I was, also in school so we weren't ever uh full-time until about three years ago we made our first full-time season in the xfinity series and you know i bounced around from number to number just kind of trying to make starts here and there get licensed up uh you know completing my time at coastal carolina university and you know able to graduate there with honors so it was it was cool to, to finally get that done and you know after after that and i was able to focused full-time on racing we we uh I, I think that's what kind of leads to to us getting more noticed more talked about then bringing in just some all-stars on our team doug randolph uh is just Great on top guy. of the box has improved this program tremendously uh my spotter brandon lines coming in and you know really working on uh rapport with him and getting aggressive and you know going out and you know trying trying to uh rattle some cages out there it's uh it, it kind of attributes uh, a lot to the success you mentioned uh coastal carolina and the fact that you graduated with cum laude honors um they also jumped in as a partner oh, for yeah. you on the sponsorship side uh, that's not necessarily a typical experience talk a little bit about uh, what the genesis was of being able to actually get them to go from uh, your learning institution to, uh, well, I guess they're still in a, a form of your learning institution. You're just now learning on the racetrack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, honest to goodness, they they approached me. It was awesome. It, it was, it, it, we were racing, again, uh, this was part-time in the trucks. Yeah. I, I made select starts through the year, and I remember racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway in the trucks, and I just had a coastal hat on, which, you know, they, they go down and they do all the, the pictures on pit road and in the garage. And I snagged one and uh, put it up on social media, just happy to be at the racetrack. And uh, somebody from Coastal saw it. And uh, it, was, it was Bill Plate from Coastal. Uh, well, he was formerly at Coastal. Um, saw it and he, he was like, you know, what is this kid doing? <laughs> you know, he, he's a student here and he does what now? <laughs> and so they, they, uh, they approached me and they, they brought me in and, I, I got to sit down in front of uh, the leadership team at Coastal, and that was nerve-wracking because, you know, I, I was young and kind of the first time really getting into to a meeting on my own, setting something up for sponsorship. So I was 
I was shaking at the knees, but I bet uh, I sat in front of them and kind of explained who I was, what I was doing, you know, what our plan was. And Coastal was like, well, how do we get involved? And that was uh, that was an awesome conversation to have with them and, and kind of bring them into NASCAR for, you know, these past, you know, past six seasons. They've been a part of it in some yeah. way, shape or form. So it's it's been awesome. They've really embraced the the Darlington throwback weekend with me, allowing me to run some pretty cool paint schemes and pay homage to people that paved the path for, for, uh, for motorsports. So they've just been all around just super awesome partners. And, uh, you know, I'm incredibly grateful to Lindsey Glass and Bill Plate for, you know, taking a chance on me at Coastal as, you know, I was just some student there that happened to like turning left. So <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they jumped on board with it. Well, that's awesome. That's a, a great way to uh, build a partnership. And it just goes to show you that you never know where that next partnership is going to come from. So you always want to be prepared and uh, be on the game. Um, talk about some of the other uh, sponsors and other folks who have been instrumental in uh, not only this year's program, but your growth in general. Yeah, so... Um, you know, outside of Coastal, we've had uh, tons of partners that come in and they've they've been, you know, huge in helping us build our race program because, uh, I mean, as everybody knows, it's no secret, you know, race teams are, that's where they get, that's where they get their bread and butter. That's, yeah. that's, it comes from the sponsorship and that's how we always, you know, grow our equipment. So, you know, a big one that's jumped on board has been Larry's Lemonade, uh, the original Larry's Lemonade and Vic and his whole team have uh, embraced Brandonville Motorsports as not just a partner, but almost as like a family member. So it's been fantastic to work with those guys. They they pull for us every single weekend, uh, whether the Larry Lemon is on the car uh, as the primary or if it's just sitting um, somewhere on the quarter panels. They they've been awesome about you know helping me grow and helping helping my team grow. Uh, they've been extremely instrumental in that. Uh, so. I'm super duper thankful to them. And then we've had, and every, you know, from that company to, to the hometown companies, we've had Jabs Construction jump on board. They just, they're our neighbors at home and they love what we're doing with racing. They love getting involved. Um, Tim has actually jumped in. He's, he's seen the, the uproar on social media for Brandon Brown apparel and he's like, we need to get that going. We need to do something about that. So he's been, he's been helping me get that kind of set up because, outside of the driving and doing some of the marketing sales and social and then having Matt come in and help me with social media. He's like, well, we need to, we need a storefront up. So I was like, okay, like, yeah, let's do it, man. So it's, uh, it's awesome to get partners that come in and, and not just, you know, not just to put a name on the car, but they grow with the team and do business with the team and, you know, try and shuffle them in wherever we can. Yeah. It, it's a, it's an awesome experience. And, you know, that's kind of what, uh, those, those sponsorships are about is, is getting people involved and then helping them grow, working with them, you know, them working with you. It makes it, I think it makes it work a lot better. And then they're more than just a, a sticker on a car with the team. They're, you know, they're taking a role with the team. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been super great to have, uh, everybody that's been on board this year. It was cool to run the, um, Brandenburg Foundation scheme at Miami, uh, just, that's dad's company and you know he's never put it on the car before so we decided to surprise him one time and That's like awesome. hey this is the Brandonville foundations car yeah I, it sucks that that was the race that we went down but it was cool to be able to do that well you know you've you've really uh i think been a great inspiration to a lot of uh 
up-and-coming racers because, again, you've you've had to work for this. Nothing's been handed to you. Um, and, you know, you've really elevated yourselves to the point of being right on the cusp of becoming, you know, that top five team. What do you think, uh, in about a minute or so, a minute and a half, what do you think is the key to that last little bit of elevation? Is it just simply more dollars, or, or uh, what is the key to you taking that step into being a consistent top five team every week? Well, um, you know, Doug says it best. Uh, when, when you do get more dollars into your race team, it's not, it's not necessarily buying, like, I mean, it is buying more horsepower, better chassis, yeah. you know, stuff like that, but it's more of eliminating potential mistakes. So that's kind of where sponsorship dollars become key. Yeah. Uh, you have to, you, you want to have the best equipment under you because that's kind of what really makes it easier to jump into that top five category. But then it also on the driver's side, you have to make sure mentally you've been at the racetrack all week long. Uh, you're making sure that you're watching film, training for it, mentally preparing for what you're going to do in each and every situation. So. That's uh, that's kind of a crucial piece to getting into the top five, I believe. Well, we have really enjoyed uh, having a chance to get to know you and talk with you a little bit here on Motorsports Madness. We'd love to get you into the studio at some point to uh, talk a little more and uh, spend more time with you. We wish you all the best, uh, not only this coming weekend at Phoenix, but throughout the season as well. And uh, again, thanks for taking the time with us. All right, I got a lot out of that. Tom, and for me, I think the one thing that stood out uh, was obviously the fact that they've put themselves in such a good points position, but really, you know, Brandon's desire to help this team become, you know, not just an underdog team that can contend, but an elite team. I mean, you hear that in his voice. I'm really excited for the the future for Brandon Built Motorsports. And, you know, just hearing that he wants to do it right, I think is a huge statement to him, not just as a driver, but really as the guy who's shepherding the team forward. Well, I think the key to this is that, as he mentioned, Doug Randolph with that quote about that, I think, in essence, is saying, you need the money because you need, you know, to be able to have the, the resources and the people. But the key is to spend the money in the right places at the right time. Doug Randolph was a huge uh, it, it investment for that team and a, a huge uh, addition at Crew Chief because he has been around for so long and is such a, a professor of this sport that uh, I think that, that alone was probably the best single investment that team's ever made because he's a guy who can help them to take where they are now and be able to get that little bit more out of them to elevate them into uh, contenders. And so, again, I think the more people that you can add in the right places in the right positions, and, you know, they seem committed to doing that. Brandon is just a super marketable young man. I um, shouldn't say young, he's 27. I guess he's young to me. But, um, you know, he's a driver that I think is would be a great investment for the right company right now because he's so close, Jacob. He's so close to being a contender here, and the right company can get a lot of mileage out of being able to say that we were with him when he elevated, and the right company can help him do that. Absolutely right. And I just uh, really quickly want to tip my hat on the uh, Coastal Carolina University sponsorship that they've 
fostered. And note that it's not that a college sponsoring a race team is not necessarily a novel concept because our team, back when my grandparents were in the sport, actually had support from Florida State University on the race car at one point. So it's fun to see those little things uh, pop back up. But as it is, we need to step aside and take another commercial break. So we will do that here. And when we return, even more Motorsports Madness is going to be coming at you. So stick with us back after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, remaining with you around the round table. And Tom, I'm, I'm impressed with myself to some extent, because at least we've made it through half the show. I've yet to be rebooted. I'm functioning. I'm punching buttons properly. But if for some reason I start failing at that and we need to call in reinforcements, our friends at My Computer Career can help. Well, yeah, probably. Um, I've always <laughs> wondered if I think the help, the kind of help we need, I don't even know if my computer career can, can come and fix us, but uh, I think that they do a pretty good job with IT training, and that's really what they're all about. And here's the deal. I hear so many young people now, I don't want to go to a four-year your college. I want to find something I can do and be hands-on. Well, this is a perfect opportunity. MyComputerCareer.edu is, is a trade school. You are only going to study IT. There is no gym class. You won't have to worry about getting hit in the face with a dodgeball. You don't have to go lift weights or take intro to dinosaurs as an elective just to make your minimum number of credits. It's all about just a better career for a better life. MyComputerCareer.edu. Go to their website. Take their free career evaluation. And if you decide that IT is the way that you might want to go, well, here's the thing. You can just, it's one to two days a week online. That's it. And in as little as four to six months, you could be on your way to a better career and a better life. My computer career has financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And when it comes time for you to enter the workforce, you got your certificates, you're ready to start your new life and your new career. My Computer Career works with hundreds of employers to get you placed. They are not just trainers. They are mentors. They are really invested in your success. So give them a, a, an opportunity. MyComputerCareer.edu. It's not rocket science. You don't need to be great at math or science. You don't even need to be a computer nerd. MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. And coming up, we'll start the second half of Motorsports Madness, continue our NASCAR conversation, and, you know, maybe slide some fantasy picks in there if you need help with that. Back with more Madness in a couple of minutes. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada still with you. We are just beyond the cross flags in this show, halfway down, halfway to go, and plenty of NASCAR conversation in the first half. We had a, a chat with NASCAR Xfinity Series regular Brandon Brown. Tom was able to catch up with him and a lot of great things in that interview. And in the second half, I'm sure we'll uh, probably have a little more mayhem. And, and I, I, I don't want to say have arguments, but I'm sure there will be disagreement because, you know, when we all agree at this roundtable, it's far from any fun. And Good grief, Tom. I mean, I, I think going into, uh, to me, what I call the first short track of the year, for, for lack of a better term, I mean, Phoenix somewhat races like a short track. There's got to be some disagreement. Tempers got to start flaring, don't they? Well, I mean, that can happen anywhere at any time in NASCAR, I think. I don't know that you need to necessarily be at a short track or any particular type of track, but... Uh, you know, I do think that because, again, it's been kind of a different start to the season and we've had, um, I think, a number of drivers that have kind of jumped up from underdog to either, you know, some great finishes or even a, a win, as we've seen in Cup, a couple of the guys like McDowell, uh, who, by the way, will be our guest next week on this show. Um, so that will be fun to have the Daytona 500 winner on. But I don't know. I, I just, uh, again, that's subject to happen at any time. But we got a dirt track race coming up in a couple of weeks, um, you know, and we've got uh, Martinsville coming up, too. So. Um, I think as far as cup goes, those may be the opportunities we've already seen, uh, some stuff go on in the early part of the season in the Xfinity series with some of the guys. So, um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Peter that, uh, you know, tempers flaring is not a new thing in NASCAR and I don't think you can predict where and when it's going to happen. 
it's certainly far from a new thing in NASCAR, but I'm just thinking while you're talking there that there are a couple pairs of teammates who may not have the best things to say about each other right now. I mean, it took Keselowski and Logano a week to talk about the finish of the Daytona 500, and we've seen more recently Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin racing each other hard and having disagreements towards the end of a couple stages. So who knows? You could see some payback, some retribution this Sunday at Phoenix. Back with more madness right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, 
remaining with you, and I think it's as good a time as any to, even though they don't have a race coming this weekend and they've got a little bit of a break period, go back to Las Vegas and chat a little bit of NASCAR Truck Series action, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, or last weekend, Peter, was it the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series powered by Camping World, presented by Camping World at Camping World Motor Speedway or something like that? Did I get the joke right at least? Something to that effect, yeah. It's been 25% of the field, 10 trucks have Camping World as the sponsor on the paint scheme, then yes, you have to go above and aboard with thanking Camping World and Marcus Limonis. And it, we're, we're not over with Marcus Limonis either. We'll chat about that at some point, I'm sure, this segment too. But Tom, Kyle Busch was in a truck race and he didn't win. We hardly ever get to say that, but it happened Friday, and if it makes the story even better, he got beat by the guy he hired to go out and win races. Well, and he also got lucky because NASCAR let him get away with what was obviously an intentional caution that he caused when he managed to keep control of his ailing truck driving 160 or so uh, on the racetrack. But then when he got to the apron and, and was doing about 75, he uh, somehow spun it out trying to go straight. So, uh, you know, I, I, it, th that was an obvious break that, uh, you know, was the equivalent basically of someone flopping in, in basketball to draw a penalty. Um, and Buddy got away with it, <laughs> to his credit, um, and ended up second. But, yeah, he just, uh, again... I think we see how competitive the truck series is now. Um, and if Camping World keeps uh, sponsoring more and more trucks, then uh, we'll have 20 or 25 trucks that can win a race before we're done. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, the, the, there's that conversation to be had, too. And we ended up with two Camping World trucks in the top 10 and getting, what, a $10,000 bonus on top of the initial $15,000 sponsorship because both Grant Enfinger and Parker Kligerman ended up with top 10 finishes and boy Tom if not for uh, if not for the KBM trucks just being so doggone good I really thought maybe with the fresh tire play that they pulled late Parker Kligerman was going to have a shot to steal the steal that race well he almost did I mean it's uh, again I don't think the KBM trucks were extraordinarily better than everybody else but I think they were good enough to stay out front and of course you know Kyle Busch can drive about anything from the back to the front in a truck race. So um, I do think it was a great driving performance by Parker. And there were a number of those teams. I was happy um, to see Enfinger with that run too, because he was driving for uh, Cody Rohrbaugh. And, you know, a, a lot of people missed that he was going to actually get in that truck and race it. Um, and we're surprised to see him in the lineup because of course, Christian Eckes was behind the wheel of uh, the the truck for Thor Sport that uh, uh, Grant usually drives. So, you know, there were some really strong performances in that race. And, yeah, you're right. It was a $10,000 bonus for a top 10. Um, it was uh, actually was a uh, was a $15,000 sponsorship. Then it was a $10,000 for top 10, a $15,000 for a top five, and a $20,000 bonus for a win, which, of course, nobody got into the top five. But, uh you know, it was an interesting um, move by by Marcus Lemonis. I don't know uh, how much longer he's going to keep that up, but uh, it was it was interesting for sure. 
Fair enough. Now, all right, let's go back to the race winner for a minute. Uh, and I'll ask, I'll pose this question, and then Tom and Peter, respectively, can give their thoughts on it. What kind of a statement does it send that John Hunter Nemechek beat the boss heads up on on Friday last Friday night? I'm not sure that it sends any particular statement because I would dispute that he beat him. Yes, he did beat him, and, and Kyle finished second, but... You know, Kyle did have the issue that set him back. Um, but certainly, I think what it says is that John Hunter Nemechek is now in the playoffs, and he's got a boatload of confidence, Peter. So my thought going forward from here is that John Hunter Nemechek's probably going to win two or three more races before we're done, um, and he's going to give KBM a potential first championship in a while, and, and or certainly a deep playoff run, I think, because you give him a little confidence back now, uh, and an opportunity to go win some more races. And I think he's going to do it. Tom, I'll disagree with you a little there. I think John Hunter Nemechek did beat Kyle Busch because they were heads up door to door for a little bit there. Maybe not at the finish, but at times throughout stage two, they were definitely better. I think John Hunter Nemechek even said that Kyle Busch was faster than him in stage two. So I think beating the boss man at his home track is a huge statement that this championship will come through the KBM four truck. I'm expecting a, honestly, a Phoenix championship four appearance out of this team. Now I'm expecting three, four, maybe even five wins out of this team this year. And Nemechek certainly came into this season hunting trophies. I think he's gotta be seen as one of the favorites for the big one in Phoenix. See, I, I agree with everything you said. I just think that the fact that Kyle did have the issue, um, it changed his race. And if Kyle were out front, I'm not sure that John Hunter Nemechek passes him. And that's that was the point I was trying to make, Jacob. I think you could, it's certainly a great win for John Hunter. And yes, he did beat him heads up because Kyle had a chance at him um, later in the race. But I, I just think that uh, the fact that Kyle got set back there probably – you know, meant that obviously even if he could have been out in front of John Hunter and had the chance to beat him at the end of the race, he didn't get a clear shot at him. So, um, but Kyle wasn't complaining since he finished second. I just found it funny that when Bob Pockris asked him to talk about what happened with the spin, his only response was, nope, I think that's telling. I was uh, th not just one nope, three nopes. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> It's like, come on, Bob, what do you expect him to say? Yeah, I spun out intentionally. No! <laughs> like, good grief. Anyway, uh, all right, so we got about three minutes left. I'll go around the table at least once more with both of you here. Um, who stood, aside from obviously John Hunter, uh, who stood out to you uh, that had a good day in that Las Vegas truck race, Tom? Oh, boy. Um, I There were there were a few. Um you know, one of the drivers that I thought had a good run, but of course the results really didn't necessarily show it, was the guy that I mentioned a little earlier, uh, Grant Enfinger driving for the first time for Cody Roybaugh, had no time to practice, no time to figure out the truck, and they went out and were competitive right from the start. I think that says a lot about Grant, but I think it also gives you a good indication, Peter, of the kind of equipment that Cody Roybaugh's got, and um, wouldn't be surprised to see more out of these two together before the end of the year. And, you know, if Grant gets a few races with his team to get comfortable, that could be another winning combination here as we go down the stretch. 
It certainly could be, and it was great to see that Roarball Racing number nine up towards the front of the pack. But I got to give a big shout out to Stuart Friesen in the 52 truck with the fourth place finish. He was up front contending for the lead, for the win late in this race. And after such a disappointing season last year, I really think the 52 team is back somewhat to the form they were late in 2019. I think with the fourth place run, the momentum that carries, I think they'll be a favorite for the Bristol Dirt, ra dirt, dirt Race. <laughs> Speaking of the Bristol Dirt Race, by the way, uh, there was a little bit of breaking news out of the freezing camp in regards to the Bristol Dirt Race because Stewart's wife, Jessica, the former Jessica Zemkin, is going to be racing in the Bristol Dirt Race uh, for the Truck Series, Tom, and attempting to make her Truck Series debut. So in about 20 seconds, I'm excited about that. Well, I'm excited, too, just because, you know, again, the whole husband and wife kind of thing. And for those who don't know about Jessica Zemkin, a very, very good dirt racer in her own right. Um, remember, though, that this is going to be your debut. She won't have time to test prior to that. So um, I do think a little less expectation should be had because of that. But shoot, it's a it's it's a dirt race. Who the heck knows? Exactly. And yes, there are some with dirt truck experience, but I like the chances for her, especially because she's going to be driving a team truck to her husband. So that's all well and good. And we know the equipment will be capable of going out and doing something with that. We're going to step aside, take another break here on Motorsports Madness. When we return, even more conversation from the roundtable. Don't go anywhere. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada remaining with you and continuing down the road of motorsports conversation this evening. And I'm curious, so I asked who stood out to you from the Las Vegas truck race before the uh, last commercial break. And now I'm going to turn it around, Peter, who, uh, much like we talked about with the Cup Series earlier, who needs to hit the panic button right now in the Truck Series? I know, to me, I've personally been surprised at really how much uh, GMS has been kind of non-existent except for Daytona so far. It's been the it's been basically Thor Sport and KBM, so the Toyota show. And for as good as GMS has been the last few years, they were pr- practically non-existent for most of that race on Friday night. That's certainly true. I would have thought Sheldon Creed, with how strong he finished out last year, would have certainly had a win, if not two, by now. I think. Yes, we saw Ben Rhodes and Thor Sport win the first two races, but I I have serious concerns about his teammate, Johnny Sauter. Of course, he had a very off-season last year, much like Stuart Friesen did in the truck or much like Kyle Busch did over in the Cup Series, but Johnny Sauter does not look like his normal self for the better part of a year now. I think that 13 team needs to find something. Maybe it'll be the Bristol Dirt Race. Who knows? But they need to find some lucky horseshoe or something to get back to their winning ways. I would agree with that. Tom, who is uh, who is in panic mode or who should be in panic mode in the truck series so far? GMS definitely has a couple of uh, trucks that should be in panic mode, Jacob. Uh, you hit it right on the head, but I think the biggest one is Tyler Ankrum. Tyler, definitely, he's sitting out of the top 25 in points right now. And that is a young man who we know is a playoff driver because he got there in his rookie year with David Gilliland Racing. But boy, since he's been over at GMS, he has not been able to put together the same kind of top five run for wins kind of consistency that he had at DGR. He's in year two now. And um, 
it's not that he's slow, but he's definitely not that winning contender that we all thought he would grow into with GMS. Um, and I don't know what the story is there, but I think Tyler, it's, it's time for him to panic. That team's got to find some things or they may have to make a change at crew chief or something to give Tyler a better uh, shot in the arm here than what he's getting right now. I agree with that. Actually, Peter, if you look at the math, considering that Ankrum's outside the top 25 right now, they need to at least get a couple of points the next time the truck series is on the racetrack because in the wrong situation, when you get to the Bristol dirt race, you're talking about the possibility of Ankrum needing to 100% race his way in or be at risk of going home because he's low enough that he wouldn't necessarily be able to guarantee himself a provisional. Yes, Ankrum's another one of those drivers who's had a oddly off year last year. He got that amazing first win at Kentucky a couple years back, but since then, he's just not had the career trajectory, the career progression I thought he would have had in the truck series. I really thought he was a rising young talent who'd reel off a ton of wins like Sheldon Creed has, but just has not been up to snuff so far for Ankrum or his team. Agreed with that. And and when I mentioned GMS, what comes to mind for me actually was the rookie Chase Purdy, um, who has, you know, we thought GMS, especially with how Chase clicked with them last year, was really going to be, um, was really going to be a contender or a potential contender this year. And, and honestly, Tom, when I look at GMS, I don't see any spark there. I mean, Sheldon Creed, yeah, had a little bit of speed, but he, as soon as he, uh, I think there was a pit penalty involved there last Friday and then he got in the wall with the Connor Daly crash which uh that we can mention that too that was scary and really good to see Connor walk away from that one but I mean even Sheldon after winning the championship last year just has not looked the same or looked himself yet this season except for Daytona yeah, none of the GMS trucks have really lit it up. Uh, Zane Smith, we thought, would be a contender for the championship, and he hasn't uh, really done a whole lot either. So, uh, man, GMS just, uh, that I think whole team probably ought to be in panic mode, but I certainly think, I mean, Purdy, is, it's going to take him a little while, I think, to kind of uh, get back into the rhythm after having that all that time off. But, gosh, I mean, I'm really disappointed in, in, in the Ankrum team's performance so far this year. And, and, again, it's not lack of speed, but they don't seem to have the speed to go up and race for wins. And, um, you know, I think Tyler, honestly, last year, um, after making the change from uh, – from from DGR where he was a playoff contender. I mean, I would have expected even a better year last year, but at least he was more competitive this year so far. There really hasn't been much talk about that uh, truck up in the top five even, and that is really a, a, a concern right now as we um, get away from Daytona and away from the road courses for a little bit and, and head into, um, you know, a different part of the schedule here where, you know, it's time for, for that team to pick it up or they need to try to make a crew chief change or something to give it, give the team a spark. 
All right. So, uh, actually, I'm glad that you mentioned David Gilliland Racing because that was a source of a little Truck Series news nugget earlier this week. Uh, two, two nuggets, as a matter of fact. One uh, for a pair of races and one for a singular race, i.e. Bristol Dirt. I'll start with the one that I really, really enjoy, Tom, and I know you do as well. Ryan Priest getting two shots in June in a DGR truck, the 17 I can't believe he's never run a truck race before now, but he's got a pretty good team to be able to align himself with. And the one thing that stands out to me about this deal is that if you read between the lines, perhaps it could be an indicator of future plans for Ryan Priest. Just maybe. Well... It's interesting to, to, to think about that, and for those who are wondering what is Jacob referring to, well, currently in the Cup Series, he runs a Chevy. Uh, well, this, this truck is not a Chevy. This truck is a Ford, and so you, you kind of have to wonder about that a little bit. I think Ryan's just looking to get uh, into any competitive seat that he can and run as many races as he can because that's what he likes to do. He's having a surprisingly nice season so far on the cup side of things, uh, especially considering that they have no charter for that car. So he's done really well. But, Jacob, this is an interesting scenario for Ryan. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out and run for wins right off the bat because he's a very, very versatile, easily adaptable racer who is not going to take a lot of time. He's going to hit hit the pedal and go. And it would not surprise me to see him competitive right off the, the right off right from jump with that truck. Oh no, I, I think the seventeen is a very competitive truck and you put the right driver in it, Peter, and it's gonna go. The other piece to this is Kevin Harvick, who's jumping in the seventeen truck for the Bristol Dirt Race, obviously to get experience for the cup race that follows that, but if you draw this out a little further, Kevin Harvick's also going to run three Xfinity races, where you have to qualify, of course, for Stuart Haas Racing, and this, after we all thought Kevin would never run another Xfinity or Truck Series race, so hello! Yeah, we certainly thought Harvick's lower series career ended on both fronts in a bit of controversy, but it'll be interesting to see him back, and it'll be weird to see him if he makes each race actually be up front and contending for wins on such new racetracks such as the indianapolis road course or road america courses he's never visited before so he's a very versatile well-rounded driver just like you said for priest obviously a future hall of famer but it'll be interesting to see how he stacks up against some of the best in xfinity currently Oh, I know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And and yes, it's a it's a cup regular and Tom hates when cup regulars steal the spotlight from Xfinity drivers, but in this particular case, considering it's a cup guy that has made it a habit to not run these races regularly, I'm intrigued at the very least, Tom, to see what Harvick does and if he gets up to speed or if perhaps the Xfinity drivers have learned enough and done enough in the couple years that Harvick has been away that perhaps they could take him to school. Well, I mean, again, you're, you're talking about a, you know, a dirt driver running a, or a, a, a cup driver running a dirt track race in a truck. Um, so I'm not really, you know, I think there's, there's kind of an exception there. The dirt, dirt track 
truck races have been a free for all for a while and they're just kind of um you know that that's a good a good place for something like this if it's going to happen of course he's teaming with Haley Deegan um and saw a story on social media that speculated that Deegan was going to be his replacement with Stuart Haas in 2024 I'm not sure where something like that would come from but I think Haley Deegan is a long way from filling the shoes of someone like Kevin Harvick so I I would tend to um to to call that one fake news at least for now oh I I don't think I could believe that for a second Peter I'll give you about 30 seconds to respond here but I think she's on at least a five-year plan to get to cup unless she shows some rapid progression right unless she certainly goes into the next gear for this season I agree that she's on a five-year plan to make cup I'd keep her in truck for another year or two Agreed with that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen some flashes. Potentially, obviously, three races is not a huge sample size when it comes to a full season. But I do think there is some potential in the truck there. But I think she does have still a lot of learning to do, particularly this year. She's got good veteran presence around her. Um, you know, to, to help that learning curve, but it is going to take time like it will for any young driver. And that being said, we are up against another commercial break here on Motorsports Madness, so we're going to do some business. When we come back, we'll have fantasy, a little more news, and some odds and ends here on the Madness. Stick with us. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada remaining with you, and we are closing in on the checkered flag, but not quite there yet because, well, we still have some business to tend to in this segment. And circling back to the Cup Series and Xfinity Series, we are heading in to Phoenix Race... Well, <laughs> Phoenix Raceway. Yes, Phoenix Raceway. Formerly ISM Raceway. Wow. The fit, it's gone through so many name changes, Tom. I'm screwed up, and I had it right without second-guessing myself. Doggone it. MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. <laughs> well, that wasn't a reboot. That was just a case of wrong information. Well, right information, and then I second-guessed myself and thought it was wrong information when it wasn't. So, you know, anyway, it is what it is. Phoenix Raceway, one mile of pavement in the desert. It races kind of like a short track and kind of like not a short track, too. So it's hard to know what to expect going into this weekend. But, Peter, what we do know is that traditionally this is a track where champions or drivers who eventually become champions tend to perform extremely well, much like Las Vegas last weekend. Exactly. I mean, just think of how many times Kevin Harvick's won here. A couple years ago, this seemed like a, just a gimme race for him and his quest for eventual final four status whether it be in the spring or the fall but since his falling off here over the last couple of years the field of potential winners is wide open do you think that's because harvick lost something at phoenix or everybody else finally just caught up it may be a little of both i mean the four team has just not been the same since they flipped phoenix but is it really that much of a different with them putting the start finish line on the back straightaway so who knows all right, fair enough. Uh, looking ahead at this weekend, we are going to have a 200-mile Xfinity Series race, Tom, and then we're going to flip the measurement and have a 500-kilometer Cup Series race. I've never understood that one, that whole mindset of miles for one and kilometers for the other. But anyway, 312 miles, 312 laps come Sunday afternoon, and we are looking for our fifth different Cup Series winner in as many Cup Series races this season. So for both of you, Tom can start. Do we go five for five, or do we have a repeat winner this weekend, Tom? We do go five for five, and when we get to our picks, I will tell you who that next new winner for the season will be. I was going to say, don't spoil your pick just yet. I just want to know if it's a, it's a different winner than the four that have already happened. Peter, five for five or no? I say yes, five for five. We've not seen any of the usual cast of characters. I 
say the A plus level drivers win this year. I think that changes this weekend. Wow, you are not classifying Kyle Larson as an A plus level driver. Peter Strada, I am disappointed in you, sir. Tisk tisk. He's an A plus level talent, but I would have considered him an unknown quantity up until this weekend. So he's in that A A minus tier. Wow. I I'm not even Tom said it. I'm not even gonna add to that. Oh, dude, you're hurting me here. You are really hurting me. Uh, anyway, all right. Um, so stopping and, and shuffling and thinking about things going into this weekend, I have nuggets, but let's go ahead and get our picks out of the way. Why not, Tom? Um, who are you taking, Xfinity and Cup, and why? Well, we're going to have a first-time-ever winner in the Xfinity series, Say Daniel, Daniel Hemrick, yes, going to get off the night. Yes, I love Hemrick your answer. Is going to get the win in the Xfinity race, and in the Cup race, we are going to make it five winners in five races because I believe in in this all Kevin Harvick's washed up stuff. Kevin Harvick in the four car takes the win on Sunday at Phoenix. Okay, Peter. In the Xfinity Series, we're going to see someone win at their favorite racetrack again. Justin Allgaier gets this win. And last fall, I think Chase Elliott could have lapped the field if the race was long enough. So I think he goes two straight at Phoenix and makes it three straight wins for Hendrick Motorsports. The defending champions will be the theme of the weekend for me. Xfinity Series Austin Sindrick with a new sponsor, by the way, in the form of Car Shop with pink numbers, by the way. I had to point that out because it was one of those that made me go, oh, wow, that's different. So Austin Sindrick wins in the Xfinity Series. And in the Cup Series, yes, Peter is correct. Chase Elliott could have lapped the field. I am not predicting he's going to lap the field, but I am predicting he's going to smoke the competition and give Hendrick Motorsports its third straight win this year with its third different driver. Oh, by the way, so Chase Elliott gets the job done on Sunday afternoon and uh, much fun there. Now, that being said, I do think there is a sleeper pick here that none of us uh, looked at for the cup race, and I'm going to call him out because he made a little bit of history this week, oddly enough. Peter Strada, Brad Keselowski, the pole sitter, who finished second to Chase Elliott last fall, and the reason he made history this week, he won the pole in a tie. How, you ask? Because there's no qualifying? Well, for the first time since the metric qualifying formula was put into place because of COVID, we had a tie in the metric score between Brad Keselowski and Kyle Larson. And because the two crew is higher in owner points going into this weekend, Brad gets the pole. Interesting pick with Keselowski, considering he's never won at Phoenix. I feel like that's one of the tracks you'd think he's won at, but no, he's 0 for however many starts he's made there at the desert mile. So it'll be interesting to see if Kozlowski can turn a historic, I don't want to say qualifying ever, but a historic pull into the win on Sunday. It's going to, like I said, I didn't pick him. I picked Chase, but I, I do think that Keselowski has the potential to be another one of those guys that we're talking about at the end of the race on Sunday. Now, little news nugget from the NASCAR world because, well, it's important. Last weekend at Las Vegas, two unsecured lug nuts for the 40, 41 car of Cole Custer. And because of that, Tom, he will be without his crew chief this weekend in 
Phoenix. So uh, no Mike Shiplett on the box. They will have somebody else for Cole Custer. And this is a track where I feel like setup is just as important as having a good driver behind the wheels. So uh, I, I, if I'm the 41 car, like I said, I hit the panic button for him earlier. I'm hitting it a little harder this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see Cole Custer being in the same uh, situation as a number of the other drivers may be, um, simply because, again, his dad is uh, part of the Stuart Haas organization. But I will say this also about the crew chief situation. Even when the crew chief is, uh, quote unquote, suspended, there's still communication. So the setup stuff is basically the same um, and, you know, I, I think at the cup level especially, I don't believe it makes a whole lot of difference at this point to have the crew chief not there as opposed to having him there because, again, the car chief does a lot of the setup and the race engineer helps a lot with, you know, with actually strategizing the race. So the crew chief is really just the main decision maker and they can still communicate. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that point. Uh, Peter, sorry, Peter, I think I cut you off. You were going to add something there? Oh, no, all good. I'm just curious, could we see Greg Zipidelli return top of the box once again in a substitution role for a Stuart Haas team? I don't think so. I, th I feel like we would have heard that already if it were going to uh, gonna happen, but uh, who knows? It could be surpri surprising, but I, I feel like the roster sheet already had it listed, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it wasn't one that I recognized, so... That being said, one other nugget, and it pertains to the truck series, Tom, and I like this news nugget because not only does it involve a driver coming back that's always fun, it also involves a throwback scheme. Ross Chastain racing the Atlanta truck race coming up with Nice Motorsports carrying a scheme reminiscent of Terry Labonte's old P Piedmont Airlines colors with Billy Hagen in the 44 Cup car years ago in the mid-1980s. It's a good-looking truck, and who doesn't love rooting for Ross Chastain in a truck series race, huh? Well, it'd be good to have Ross back, and it is a cool tribute. I'm, I was a little bit bemused by um, how it w came to be that they chose Atlanta to run it since it's not really a traditional throwback race, but still really enjoying that. And, uh, you know, Terry is one of the nicest gentlemen to ever strap into a cup car. And he and Billy Hagen were so good together for so long um, to see that those colors and that number back on the racetrack. Um, you know, I just think that'll, that'll be a really cool sight. And, you know, it'll be fun to see something different. I love when these teams kind of reach back, Peter, uh, and do these odd things when it's not necessarily a throwback day because, again, it's another storyline to follow, and I think it's good to reach back into history and remember the drivers that came before. It's definitely good to showcase history and showcase a past two-time Winston Cup champion like Terry Labonte. It's a beautiful paint scheme. It translates well to the truck, and I'm hoping Ross gives it a great run at Atlanta. Back a couple of segments ago when we were talking about truck teams who needed to start panicking, I think Nice is also one of those teams, so Ross may be jumping in a Nice truck to help evaluate where their program is at. I know. I've been puzzled by the Brett Moffat conundrum this season, too, especially since it was my understanding coming into the year that Nice was going to get some increased support from Chevrolet as part of Brett Moffat 
coming over to Nice Motorsports and leaving GMS. So a lot of questions, I think, swirling around some of the big teams in the truck series right now as it sits. One more thing I want to point out, by the way, is that, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the Bristol Dirt Weekend for NASCAR. And, Tom, the uh, entry list for the Bristol Dirt Nationals, the grassroots race that runs the week before the NASCAR Weekend, Almost looks like a NASCAR race. Chase Elliott was the latest to throw his hat in the ring, but you've got Joey Logano, Austin Dillon, Corey LaJoy, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch is going to run a late bottle as a teammate to Jonathan Davenport. I mean, this is going to be so much fun, isn't it? Brad Keselowski's jumping out at Cochrane Motor, uh, Cochran Motor Speedway this weekend to run a dirt late model. I love seeing these guys do different things, but I love seeing them, ra I, I, or I, I'm going to love seeing them race against one another during the dirt nationals next week i think that's going to be fantastic yeah it's always good to see something neat happen at the short track level like that with uh, the big guys coming down and i love seeing the ones that don't normally run dirt get a chance to go down and uh try something different i think that makes it even more interesting for the fans uh jacob and i i definitely think that uh you can see some interesting surprises out of some of these guys. But, you know, again, it just spices it up for the fans. And I think as we try to make NASCAR more sort of connected and, and accessible to the short tracks again, the more we see those guys drop down, Jacob, the more the more fun it is, especially when it's into a discipline they don't normally uh, run. Quick yes or no from both of you. Kyle Larson won by some 14 seconds in a uh, dirt late model with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series uh, down in Florida back in February. Yes or no, does he lap the field for the Bristol Dirt Nationals? Tom? No, I don't think so. Not uh, not in a cup car, not in that situation. No, 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 no. no. The, the, no. In the late model the week before, I wasn't talking about the cup oh, car. Oh, sorry. The Dirt Nationals. Uh, well, no, I'm going to say no again, only because, again, this is a different kind of race. Um, I don't see him putting on that much of a clinic again, but if he does, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, these dirt late model regulars better ask themselves why, because that's just ridiculous <laughs> to be able to, to go into somebody else's backyard like that and win by 15 seconds in a car you don't normally drive. Peter, quick yes or no? Yeah, I'll say yes, because Larson on dirt is beast mode. <laughs> Fair enough on that, and with that, we're going to get set for our final commercial break. We'll come back, throw the white flag, and get a couple final thoughts from these guys here at the roundtable. It's Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career. We'll be right back. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? 
That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, finishing off another night of conversation here around the round table. Final thoughts, gentlemen, 30 seconds each. Tom, kick it off. What you got? Well, my final thought is my initial thought about the weekend. I'm looking forward to a number of different events, but I don't think anything more than uh, the cup race at Phoenix because, again, we've had a different winner every race out so far. Kyle Larson made it to victory lane. Kevin Harvick needs to win, Peter, in order to get moving and get moving forward, and I think Kevin does it this weekend. Your final thought? I'm just looking to see if we get another upset winner in the Cup Series, and I'm liking our chances this weekend for a first-time winner in Xfinity, someone like a Daniel Hemrick. But then again, we saw Brandon Jones win this race last year, so I think, especially on Saturday, the field of potential winners is wide open, but Sunday should be entertaining too. I'm looking forward to both races. However, I'm also looking forward to watching something Saturday night that both of you gentlemen will be a part of because the Carolina Pro Late Model Series will invade Hickory Motor Speedway. I have seen the entry list. It looks to be a fantastic show. Tom, I will wish you the best of luck because I know you'll be on the call, and I think it's going to be a great one. I'm excited to watch it on Hickory Motor Speedway TV. Well, I am too, and actually a couple of other uh, folks that we know will be on the call with me for that particular race as we uh, start uh, an entire season of calling the action for Carolina Pro. Indeed. Looking forward to that. That ends the madness for this week right now. For Tom Baker, Peter Strada, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall till we meet again. 
You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.